6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, it was a big day in in Ottawa today as uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, uh, announced uh, his new cabinet and those um, new cabinet ministers sworn in here in Edmonton at City Hall. Um, Our new City Council was sworn in and it includes Edmonton's first racialized mayor and a diverse City Council, very diverse City Council, probably the most diverse council yet. Eight of the 13 Council members are women four are people of color only four incumbents return to this edition of city council including andrew knack who represents ward nakota ishka uh councillor knack joins us this afternoon andrew welcome back to the show thank you so much for having me excited uh, to be here yeah, okay well first off like when when did it happen that you are now like the elder statesman <laughs> of city council <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know it, it, doesn't it seem weird at 37 to be the elder statesperson? i don't know <laughs> Oh my goodness! Because my producer, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he is your, your third term now, going into your third term, and uh, you you won that uh, riding an overwhelming uh, majority. Uh, feeling good, looking good, going going into this. Uh, Andrew, give us an idea what it was like uh, to to watch that ceremony today to to, to, to take part." You know what? It was surprising. Being that it was the third time, I sort of thought like, oh, this, you know, maybe it's not as big of a deal. But I was still overwhelmed and and excited um, because this is a historic council. You know, you think about the the number of women that were elected to this council more than ever before. And and so I actually was was really nervous. The minute the bagpipes started playing, we started walking in. I got really nervous. And and even when I had to sign my oath, my hand was shaking. That's and, and I think it's just a it's a it's an example of how this is still an incredible privilege and honor, and uh, and wonderful to be a part of it, especially with this new group of people. Yeah, and in this new group of people, um, just such a a wide range of folks, and uh, and a fairly young council as as well. Mm-hmm. When you when you take a look at it. How do you, you know, when you take a look at it, what what are you expecting? How do you think it's going to impact um, those conversations, those decisions, those important decisions that are going to have to be made over the next number of years? You know, I think one of the, the most, uh, I think, exciting things about having so many new voices is it allows us to to operate differently than we've ever before ever have before i mean even when i got on eight years ago it was there were five of us that were new but there were still so many long-term people who had been there and this time around as mentioned like i'm the longest in eight years but that's that's realistically not very long and so it allows this council to set a whole new tone of mm-hmm. how they operate and and just change up things because you know this city is so different than it was 20 or 30 years yeah. ago i mean think about how many young uh, counselors there are now how many people have young families mm-hmm. and and that's even going to change the dynamic and so I, I think this is going to make us more collaborative more thoughtful i think you're going to see a lot of people go into these debates with a very open mind and willing and open to persuasion and hearing different perspectives and i think that's going to make this city even better because of it are you are you having other counselors come to you asking for advice already maybe some guidance <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, a, li- a little bit, which is, uh, again, a, a fun place to be. I, I, you know, I said this a lot dr- while I was campaigning because there was a chance that I, I could have been the longest or, or one of the longest. And um, I wanted to just return the favor that was given to me eight years ago. Eight years ago, we had folks like Brian Anderson who had been around for 15 mm-hmm. years and Ed Gibbons had been around for 10 and or 12 and, and Don and Ben and Tony had been around for six. And uh, they wanted us to succeed even if they weren't going to support the things we were bringing forward. And I see myself hopefully trying to play a bit of that role. And so it's been, it's been fun to have people come and ask questions and, and seek guidance. And, and I'm going to be as willing as, and as open as possible to help for those that want it. But I don't want to force it. I don't want to be the old, the old guy on council saying, this is how we did it back in my day in 2013. Uh, uh, I want to just be there to help make sure uh, everyone can succeed. Andrew Knack is the Edmonton City Councillor for Ward Dakota Iska joining us this afternoon. Andrew, we've heard a lot of talk about the steep learning curve that um, is now underway for 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 these new for these new councillors. Uh, can you give us an idea just how steep that learning curve is? Because I mean, they're they're coming from you know, in, uh, dental offices. They're coming from you know school boards. They're coming from all sorts of different background, and now having to be immersed into. The, the inner workings of a, of a city how 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 steep is this it's it is overwhelming uh but it is still manageable as long as people set aside the the right amount of time to do the reading i mean that is one of the biggest pieces of advice that i would offer anyone that's that's new or ever planning on running for council is you need to be ready to set aside hours upon hours upon hours hours of reading time i mean even for me still eight years in my sundays are usually set aside and i have you know anywhere from you know six to ten hours of reading to prepare myself for what we're going to be talking about and so i think as long as people are willing to put in that time to review the the information that you know our our experts have put together i think they're going to be able to be very successful these are very talented people the eight new members of council as well as the returning members they are incredibly smart uh obviously dedicated to the city and so i'm not worried uh at one bit because i know they're willing to put in the time so andrew we know that the budget process gets underway uh fairly short shortly and and this this is going to be a really tough one the city uh forecasted about a 75 million dollar shortfall um in your platform you you said personally that you would work to freeze the city budget in 2022 uh, work to keep any future property tax increases beyond 2022 to the rate of inflation how do you envision holding the line when we're looking at a 75 million dollar shortfall you know it's going to be a lot easier to hold the line when we were looking at about a 1.6 to 1.8 percent increase which is what we had originally approved um, but I think it's going to take some very thoughtful conversations and some some very tough decisions about what is truly a priority this year recognizing that next year year when we do our four-year budget cycle we'll be doing a prioritized based budget exercise to really dig into what we need to be investing in and what we don't um but i i I think people are are asking that for us at least that's what i heard a lot while i was campaigning people are really struggling businesses are struggling to stay open uh individual and families and households are are struggling to to pay their bills and every dollar adds up so uh, i think there's ways like the middle management motion i made Mm -hmm. last year around reducing middle management 
management costs, um, but it's going to take some very thoughtful conversations. And, and I think having eight new voices might bring in new perspectives for us to accomplish that. Uh, and then, so it'll be tough. Um, I think we need to work very hard to do that and then set ourselves up for the next four-year budget where it'll be, I think, a lot easier to, to change up our priorities. You know, when you, when you look at um, the, the financial, financial situation, but you're also looking at the needs of, of a growing city and a city that continues to develop new communities and the needs of those growing communities, um, how creative are we going to have to get with looking at new funding streams, uh, different ways of financing projects? We're going to have to be incredibly creative. I mean, it starts with things like, you know, I talked about uh, one of the rec centers, the Lewis Farm Director mm. in the West End. And are, can we partner with nonprofits? Can we build it in phases? Can we find other groups to work with us? So it's going to take that to uh, that type of thinking to deal with some of these needs. It's going to take um, us as a city being willing to to uh, be a little less risk adverse and empowering community groups and organizations who might be able to help us accomplish the goals that we have as a city, but not doing it always through the city because we don't have the money necessarily to fund everything, but you can make small changes to the way we, we regulate certain things that will allow us and other groups to help those achieve those goals. You have said that uh, you would like to see the provincial government consider different funding approaches to make it easier for the city to budget long term. What does that look like? I think there's a few things that looks like, uh, you know, and, and truly, you know, the easiest thing to do would be to return the fiscal framework from the big city charters uh. that was originally approved unanimously by all parties, including the UCP. And then after the election, even though they had committed to keeping it, went back on it. So I think that would be the easiest thing. Just return back to that because you promised it. You might as well deliver on what you promised. Um, if for some reason that's not going to happen, I think the alternative is looking at something like the education tax portion on your property tax bill. Most people don't realize, I mean, we, we look at the final number on the tax bill. We don't often look at the fact that there's a, a large part of that that is actually collected by the city but remitted back to the province. And I think one of the ways that could provide us a bit more stability is just allow the city to collect and retain that and then stop doing a lot of these different one-off grants. Give us the steady, more consistent funding and then let us as a municipality and the local elected officials um, determine what those priorities are instead of having to constantly apply for different grants, which adds bureaucracy and red tape. And we know this government uh, provincially doesn't like red tape. So, you know, get out of the way uh, and, and let, let us do the work. And I think that's going to be better for them if they don't want to go back to the fiscal framework in the city charter. Andrew, we'll have to leave it there for this afternoon, but a lot of work ahead and a lot of tough conversations and some tough decisions, I'm sure. Uh, let's talk again uh, in the next little while and we'll get an update on what's going on, okay? That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. That's Andrew, Na Andrew Knack, Edmonton City Councillor for War Nakota Iska, has now become the longest serving uh, Edmonton City Council member going into his third term. He um, did really well um, in, in the election. He, he received the largest ward mandate of the election with a total of 66% uh, of the vote in in Nakota Iska. So yeah, looking at uh, holding the line, at least he is, uh, to freeze the city budget in 2022. Uh, that is Andrew Nax. Um, well, that, that was outlined in his platform. How is that going to happen? Well, you know, we're going to continue to watch that. And I know you will as well. And we'll keep you updated right here on 630 Chad.